Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, hello. Welcome to Bachelor Blab. I'm Jackie Maroney here with... Erin McNaught. Hello, everyone. Good to be back. So, you know, we're not in person, obviously, because of coronavirus. I don't know if you've heard of it. I don't know <laughs> yeah. if you've heard that we're, we're in a global pandemic. Don't know if you've heard. Right, right, right. Just in case you're <laughs> new to the scene, um, global pandemic and everything. But so we're recording this over Zoom, but I figured it would be okay since I think most podcasts these days, you know, that's just kind of what has to be done. We are making do. And that is that. But we're back. It's really exciting. You know, I think it was a good amount of time after Peter season and then whew, listen to your heart to really take some time to reassess the podcast, what we want to do, who we want to be. And um, just in general, I feel like I came back revived from a little R&R, very excited for this season. How do you feel, Erin? I completely agree. I was like, why am I so excited for The Bachelorette? Like, is this just the quarantine talking? What do you think about Claire? Like, what was your reaction to Claire? Being I will say, okay, well, I will say, do you, want, do you want to say my opinion of Claire after watching this episode or my opinion of Claire no, when she was chosen? Um, when she was chosen. Okay, this is a, a hot take, but I, and you know, I don't know if it is... I'm trying to be say this with a grain of salt because I, quite frankly, I don't know if this is like internalized misogyny and this is what we were led to believe about Claire based on her edits. But um, I think in the past, like on the seasons, I didn't watch Juan Pablo season, but on Paradise, I think she can be a bit needy, a bit over the top, a little bit very quick to fall in love with these guys that low-key suck. But you know, I mean, clearly... We, We've all been there, but I could, I felt that she was a good pick because, you know, I think we, we discussed this in the last season that we were really missing people who were actually legitimately looking to find relationships. So the fact she's 39, she clearly wants it very badly. So I thought she was a good pick from that standpoint, but I did think it was like low key going to be a shit show in that she was going to be like, so emotional and making impulsive, irrational, emotional decisions. And like, maybe she will down the line. But tonight I saw a woman show up and take charge and take no bullshit. And the Claire is there for the right reasons, people, but in such a strong, not in like a desperate needy way, which I think in the past in paradise, it's come off as like desperate needy, but this was powerful. Like, I know I'm fucking amazing. Let's see if a guy like is up to my standards and like, we'll see. What did you think? I agree. So when she was first, honestly, when she was first picked, I was like, I don't care. Like, I don't care about the show. Like I was just, after Peter season, I was so turned off from the whole franchise. Like it just left such a bad taste in my mouth. I did not listen to listen to your, to your heart. I was like, I, I really was thinking about quitting The Bachelor. I was like, I'm done with this. Why do I waste my time with this? And then they picked Claire and I was like, that's fine. I had similar thoughts to you. Every time we've seen her, she's at least her edit is that she's very emotional, quick to fall in love, which I think makes for really good TV, right? I think Claire's mm -hmm. a good choice for good TV. And I agree with you. I think that she is a pick who is somebody who really is looking for a relationship and is ready and is not a 23-year-old girl. So all of those things, I feel like they were listening to us when they, when they made that choice. Tonight, I felt like watching her, I was like, 
I almost felt like she's too good for the show. Like the amount of self-work that she clearly has done, right? She talks about going to therapy. She talks about working on herself. Like, are you sure this is where you should be? Like, I don't, I don't know if this is the best for you. And even throughout, like, we'll get into the show, but even throughout the night, like, I almost was sitting there going, like, I really wonder what her therapist is going to say in her next thing. Because the fact that she so quickly jumped on Dale, like, all that, I was like, this feels like the red flag. This feels like an old habit. You say that you've worked on yourself and that's awesome. And it's so great to hear some of the things she said, but at the same time, um, what are you doing, Claire? So I feel a little worried about her. Interesting. Okay. Because I feel like, I feel almost kind of the opposite with the whole thing with Dale. I have a very hot take about that, which, which we can get into when we actually talk about the episode. I was totally agreeing when you said, like, I feel like she's too good for it at this point because I feel like in a lot of ways she didn't take the bait when the guy when who Tyler C first off also another hot take we cannot have another Tyler C on this franchise like that should disqualify you from being cast on the show if your name is also Tyler C like I can't have two in my life it is offensive that he even showed up to me <laughs> I know. But, like, like change your as, fucking name <laughs> yeah as soon as Jackie said Tyler C I made air quotes like Tyler C but not not and I'm glad that he was sent home for that reason because we cannot besmirch the name. I totally agree. Um, But that whole situation where, you know, the Tyler C and the, what's that guy's name? I know it's Yo something. Yusuf. Yusuf? Yosef. She kind of said, she was like nicknaming him kind of like Yo at times when she was talking to him. So I was like, all right, I'll I'll just write Yo. Um, We'll get, we'll just leave it at that. But I feel like she was so mature in the way that she handled that, that it was like, this is classic bachelor night one. Someone comes in with drama about the other person. And normally it kind of like shakes the lead and it spirals into something fucking stupid. How many times have we seen this before? She sat them both down in front of each other. It's like, you're both gonna say your side and thank you. I'm not wasting any more time on this. Like goodbye. And I feel like that was really mature. A lot of leads don't do that. They get so shook by the the stupid shit that we see every single time. What I was most impressed with her, I felt like she handled herself with such grace and confidence. Like just standing there and meeting all of the men. I was like, I hope one day I can be this socially confident. Every man that came up to her, she just was like, oh, so nice to meet you. She just seemed so calm. And I've never seen a bachelor or a bachelorette seem so calm. Yes, well, because so often, like, you know, Hannah B wasn't a bachelorette in that she was good TV, but Hannah B wasn't sure that these guys wanted her to be the bachelorette. She wasn't sure that they were there for her. And I feel like Claire knows, like, what she fucking looks like. She knows, like, where she's at. And so she knows these guys are here for her, and she's just owning it. And it makes her so much more attractive, in my eyes, because she just knows it. And she's handling herself, yeah, with such grace and such class. I mean, I feel like, and this is probably my internalized misogyny, part of me still kind of is like, okay, you're 39, like, you're still single. You've been on this show now. This is your fourth go-round. What is not working here? And I really want to believe that she's done the work to be able to come into this and make it a success for herself. But just based on what we've seen already, I'm like a little bit nervous that this is going to be a tale as old as time. People just don't meet the right person. Like, I don't think there's anything bad about being 39 and single. Cause it's like, well, maybe quite frankly, I think most guys, I was thinking about this while I was watching the show. Most men we have raised 
to think it's like not masculine to like be emotionally available for women. Like we teach our men to suppress their feelings and they think they're being manly. And we don't really teach men that it's like manly to treat women as equals and to be respectful, amazing partners. So it's just like, it's hard to find these days. I don't know. No, I, I don't mean that, that there's anything wrong with being 39 and single. I just mean it's your fourth time on well, this yeah. show. It, it's your fourth go around. Like, I think it's our fourth because she had one Pablo season. She had Bachelor yeah. in Paradise and then Winter Games. Like you've been engaged. I think on she was show. on Paradise twice too. She was on season so, one and two. Maybe. So maybe even... Maybe even her fifth time, right? Like she, she's been through the ringer. I would say the same thing about Nick Vial, right? Like Vial, whatever. It didn't work for Nick, but I want to believe that it will work for her. I'm just a little bit nervous based on the previews that we've seen and just like the news that we've already seen. I'm 50%. I love that she's just like, I'm going to do it my way and I'm shutting this down. And I'm 50% like, could you just give, give them all a chance? You know? Yeah, I just hope that where she ends up, it's reciprocal. Because, you know, you do have to wonder, like, are these guys here for the right reasons? So many of them are so much younger than her. They're professional athletes. Like, Dale is a professional football player. You know, like, everyone's here for the fucking clout. And so I just hope, without saying, like, a spoiler, even though I think we kind of already know this is true, E! News said it. Tasha's coming in at some point. At some point, Claire calls it off and goes with, am I allowed to say who? Or I don't even know if that's, like, too spoilery. Are afraid of spoilers? Please mute us now. We're going to say a spoiler, and you can come back in 10 seconds. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So with Dale. So she, I just hope that Dale also feels equally as strongly about Claire as she clearly does about him. And that is worrisome. Yes, I do agree with you in that sense. That's kind of how I feel about the situation. How can you be someone who's been hurt so many times and still be so willing to jump in head first? Maybe, maybe she is healthier than me. Like may, maybe it's me. Like maybe that's a me issue, but I watch her and I'm like, how, how can you just be like, Got it. This is the one that's going to work this time. How can you be so optimistic? Well, you teed me up for my, one of my hot takes, but I don't know if I should say my hottest take or my least hot take first. And we, like, should we work down to the best ones or I don't know, because I have a whole theory about this that that's in my very hot take. Hot take. Now I want to know. I'm intrigued. Okay, fine. All right. Well, so for all of the listeners, <laughs> what we have kind of decided to do with the show is that like, instead of just recapping everything that happened and discussing, we're going to just have five hot takes, like five things that we want to talk about, about the show and kind of structure it that way, because you all just watched the show. Like you don't need me to tell you again what just happened. You have eyes. So maybe start with the, maybe start with the least hot take then. So now you have to listen to the whole podcast because my <laughs> best hot take that that is relevant to this whole deal situation is at the very end. And don't you dare fast forward the whole way through. Um, okay, let me pull up my notes. Do you want to say one of yours first? I don't know. I didn't rank them. Now I'm like nervous. I feel like I'm ill-prepared. I have notes, <laughs> but I didn't rank them. Let me, I'm going to just scroll and collect my thoughts. I'll say one that's just like a stupid one. Um, oh, actually one of my, okay, I'll say this one because we already said it and it's kind of a throwaway. Having the name Tyler C should disqualify you from being allowed to be cast on the show. And quite frankly, I don't know what it is about Tyler C because I have not felt that way about any other character. Like we can have another Nick V, right? Like we can have another Hannah B, but we cannot have another Tyler C broke the mold of the Bachelor Nation franchise when he rose above the level 
of any other contestant that has ever graced the show and dated Gigi Hadid. That's true. I think, yeah, he actually is the most famous contestant to ever exist because he dated literally an ALO supermodel and he was only on the show once. Like he has comparable amounts of followers to people that have been leads or have been on the show several times. So, okay, yeah, it's, it's justified. I stand by my take. Tyler C. is the Meryl Streep of Bachelor Nation. <laughs> oh my God, we should put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> I, I, I want that on a t-shirt. I would totally wear that. But that is really what he is. Okay, that's a great lukewarm take. My mm -hmm. lukewarm take is um, that I did not need to see the contestants get COVID tested. I found it extremely triggering. And I hated watching them get tested. That's my negative. But my positive is I did like the scenes of them in quarantine. Um, I was impressed by how they made it look so fun because if anybody filmed me in quarantine for two <laughs> weeks, it would just me be crying in my bed with my hands in a jar of snacks. So I was like, okay, like this is fun. Like everybody can relate to this, but I did not need to see anybody get tested and have their eyes water because it made me want to start crying again. It's a horrible feeling. Did you, oh, I was going to say, did you ever actually get tested for COVID? Go, I had to get tested before I went on vacation with my family just to be safe. Mm -hmm. um, and it was horrible. And everybody tells me that I'm being dramatic when I say it was horrible, but I'm a big baby and I don't like things shoved up my nose. So sorry. <laughs> no, I've heard that, that it is a miserable experience. I've actually, I've never gotten a COVID test. I've never like had a reason to feel like I, maybe I had or anything, but I kind of have been wanting to go just for fun, just because I feel like I'm missing out on, on the full pandemic experience, you know? And I'll just shove a Q-tip up your nose and they'll be the same thing. Perfect. Um, so I feel like I totally disagree with both of your negative and positive. I feel like I feel the opposite about them. Like, I liked that we saw so much about the pandemic. Like, you can't start this season and not acknowledge it. Like, it was a huge thing. And also seeing them in quarantine, yes, they did make it look fun for one second, but we were seeing one second of them literally locked in a hotel room for at least an entire week, if not two. How did more people not go crazy? Like, oh man. My follow-up point to that is I am so impressed by both Claire and the men's enthusiasm after two weeks in quarantine, but also like over a hundred days of this whole thing being dragged out. Like, do you think it affected her mindset at all? I think it totally did. I think it, if anything, I think this year for everybody has made us kind of reassess like what is important in life, what matters. Literally, Kim people are dying every single day. And so to then be immediately thrown into a dating show where you can finally not only like be around people again and really like go forward to try to make a real connection. I think it, it, it just like inspired her more to be like, Oh no, I, I do want so I think she even said that at one point, like she does want someone to go through life with. I think we're all contemplating like how fragile and short life is in this pandemic. So that's how I feel it might've affected her. My fourth hottest take is they need to speed up the limo entrances. They're too fucking long and I don't care. Like, I know it's classic Bachelor to do all the limo entrances, but I found myself not even paying attention. I'm like, this doesn't matter. Anyone who's important, I will find out about later. I don't care. These limo entrances truly mean nothing. Yeah, it took so long. 
I think my fourth hottest take, um, so Jackie and I are both in a bachelor bracket. We do batch bracket. It's very fun. I really like the league we're doing this time, which is the advanced league. So you get points for different things that the men do. So it's more um, like interactive throughout the episode as opposed to just whoever mm -hmm. makes it to the next round. So I liked that more. So that is a positive. Negative advice, don't let your boyfriend pick anyone on the team. Like, I was like, oh, this will be cute if I let Adam just pick somebody, like point to somebody. And he picked Paige, who obviously delivered nothing for me. Um, yeah, I was like, who even no is point. that? What? I, in my mind, I had thought like, oh, I'm going to let Adam like look and randomly point. He, and he won't, he will not engage. So he didn't read a bio. He just was like that. Yeah, that was the it. worst decision you could have ever made. But in my mind, I was like, oh, he'll point to someone. It'll be so funny because it'll be the best pick. It'll be, no, it was not don't do it. Just pick your own people. Boyfriends are, don't know anything. Yeah. <laughs> That's my take. That is, um, a hot take and, and wow. Rookie mistake. Like I sat down with Lauren and we looked at three different trailers and really assessed like, okay, who do I see in the trailer? Cause if you're featured in the trailer, like you're d definitely making it past night one. So at the very least I was picking those guys. And I had a, such a good pick because she had told me that she thought Mr. Yo, I, I don't, again, Yosef, whatever. Um, what, she thought he was going to be the villain. I'm not sure if that's kind of the edit he's going to end up getting, but I did put him in my pick and he's the one with the child. And it's like 20 points for someone who mentions that they have a child. So yeah, that was a good really pick. well this week. I just, last time we did it, I stressed out so much and I made it not fun for myself by caring too much about who I was picking. So this time I just tried to be like, this guy seems like a jerk. I think he's going to get me some points. This guy seems weird. I'm going to pick. So I just made a very random selection. I'm trying to just keep it like light and breezy and not care so much because you know me, I can go full blown psycho stalker mode and I will get too <laughs> into it and suck all the fun out of it. So I'm trying right. not to do that. <laughs> wow. You're Sorry. so easy, breezy and chill. <laughs> Never, never <laughs> everyone would ever use those words to describe me, but I'm trying. Okay. Okay. This will be my third. Mr. Yo, Yosef, I think, you know, they, they tried to make this a problem and, you know, I think maybe Claire agreed with me because she kept him on or they could have just kept him on because he's drama and it was a producer pick, whatever. And I know this is like classic Bachelor night one drama, but I don't think there's anything wrong with knowing that you are going on the show, but in the months leading up to you going on the show, flirting with other people. You haven't even met this person yet. You're not in a relationship with them. Um, as long as like once you go, there's no one back home who thinks they're secretly in a relationship with you. I don't think there's anything wrong. Like life doesn't stop just because you got an acceptance letter for the bachelor or bachelorette. You can still live your life. You can still meet people. You can still flirt with people. But then, you know, once you show up, you, sh you have the very least just need to be open to the possibility of meeting someone and getting into a relationship with them. But other than that, fair game, people. I agree. I felt like that. I felt like the drama was reaching. I felt like the producers asked them, oh, what do you know about any of the contestants? And Tyler C., in air quotes, um, <laughs> said, oh, you know, Yosef, whatever, he met, he talked to some girl that I know. And then they were like, ooh. And then they like tried to use that to just create some drama. So in that sense, I don't think that what he was accused of was necessarily a crime, but I did not like him. And I, I get a very bad vibe from him. He said to her, like in his like small conversation, um, I, I want to show you how a woman should be treated. Sir, he, she is 39 years old. She's almost 40 years old. 
She knows how a woman should be treated. Excuse you. We don't need a man to show us how we should be treated. We know. We're aware. We know what we're worth. Thank you very much. His bio also rubbed me the wrong way. He talks about how he is divorced and she just got remarried. So now it's his turn. Like his whole vibe just seems, I just feel like he's here for the wrong reasons. I think that he is a little bit of a womanizer and just not really a respectful guy. That's all totally fair. He could be disgusting and sleazy. As I well. feel like it's red flag, red flag city with him. And I yeah. also think that he's the one in the trailer who's yelling at her about being the oldest bachelorette. So yes, I agree with you. Well, that's why we thought he was going to be the villain, but I, th- I don't think he's going to be around very long. Um, I don't think, I don't think Claire's going to be around. Very well, long. Right, well, right. And then I've heard mixed things about what happened. Like if, the guys that Claire sent home are going to be brought back or not. Cause I also heard mixed things about kind of how the season started off, which we'll get to in my hottest take. Stay tuned. Okay. What's yours? What's your next oh, one? Oh gosh. I feel like I'm running out of ideas. Okay. Let's see. Okay. This is a very small take. This is a tiny take. Um, my third tiny take is obviously people are not really liking Bennett. He's the one with the white scarf. From Harvard. Mm. If you read his bio, it was icky. Bennett, if you're listening, stop saying that. Um, he said he hasn't had, he, he went to Harvard. That's great. You're smart. We applaud. But he said he hasn't had to chase girls since his high school girlfriend. All the girls chase after him now. Like he just, he, the Rolls Royce was fine. Whatever. Clearly you're rich. You have a lot of money. We get it. But he looks like Warner from Legally Blonde, which makes him yeah. worse. Yeah. It's, it's a no for me. I, I didn't really can... get the whole scarf thing. Right, like you said, the Rolls Royce, it's the fucking Bachelor. Show up in whatever you want. Go absolutely off. The scarf, I didn't get it. Like, I didn't, I don't think that's even a thing, like, cool rich people wear. I've just, like, never seen that look before in my life. Bennett, you give off Warner vibes, and if you want to find a girl, please stop doing that, because we were all taught that Warners are bad, because you don't think we're smart enough to go to Harvard. And guess what? We are. Exactly. All of us. We need Every some Emmett one. vibes up in here. Like, that is really how you seal the deal with an Elle Woods. Um, I did like that he drank dirty martinis. I noticed that <laughs> and, like, go absolutely off. I don't know. I always wonder. I always like to see what they're drinking because I always think about if I were to go on the show, I would try my hardest to not really get drunk night one. Like, there's time to, to get really drunk on the show for sure. But night one, it's so long too. The fact that when they were finishing the rose ceremony, the sun is always coming up. And if I started drinking when the night started, I would be passed out. How are there not more Corins of the world absolutely passed out by the end of this night of drinking? We know based on some of the things they had to change after Bachelor in Paradise with Corinne that I'm pretty sure there's a three drink maximum yes or, well there's like a, it's a, it's per hour time. though they so they oh, keep okay. you at like a, a pace like so you can still low-key get wasted but i think it's like two or three drinks per hour this does not mean to be sexist at all but i wonder if because they're men and they're a little bit bigger and oh my god they're all like seven feet tall if that has anything to do with it because that did, that was something that i noticed was none of them appeared really drunk like i didn't feel like we didn't get drunk drama at all no or maybe quite frankly the fact that the only real drama that happened felt like such forced stupidness it kind of feels like maybe these are like low-key mature good guys i kind of got good vibes from a lot of them I don't know. And all of them, I wouldn't say all of them, but a lot of them seemed genuinely into Claire. 
And I feel like we haven't seen that in a very long time. They seemed, I, yeah, there were so many of them that I was like, oh, I like him. Like, oh, I like mm-hmm. him too. Yes. Yeah, I agree. So they're trying. They're, I feel like the powers that be maybe heard us that Peter season was absolutely not it. I can't hate all the girls. Like, come on. Maybe they're trying. You need to give us some people to root for. Otherwise, viewers aren't bought in. For sure. So hear that, ABC? Live from Erin McNaught's apartment. Okay, wait, whose turn is it now? Leave your turn to do hot take number two. All right, so this is... But second to number one, the second hottest take. Yes. This is not even necessarily about this episode, but it's just about the season in general. I think Tasha is gorgeous, but she is boring. And quite frankly, I'm not sure that she's even ready for love. And I wish that we had Claire for the entire season because what I've been seeing from the first episode, I really like her. And I don't know if I'm going to like Tasha as much, but at the same time, I understand that in the time that all this was happening, they needed to pick a woman of color to be the bachelorette. And it's very unfortunate that quite frankly, the only woman of color that had any sort of glimpse of a storyline within this franchise, other than Rachel Lindsay, who obviously cannot be the bachelorette again, was Tasha. She one person. So quite frankly, I think she was literally the only choice, which is very sad. Bachelor Nation do better. I'm rooting for her. Like I don't wish her bad things. Like she's and she's beautiful. Like she's a beautiful girl. Like any guy would be lucky to be with her. But I think she's boring and she's not ready. I think she's too young. And that's my fourth hottest take. Question. Do you feel like you have ill will towards Tasha because of her history with JPJ? Oh, that is a interesting question. I don't think so. Um, for the listeners at home, we had a discussion a couple weeks ago about who from Bachelor Nation would be our dream person like who's like our ideal guy and Aaron said that mine is probably JPJ he's the perfect match for me and low-key I agree he's definitely physically more of my type I always go for blondes that's a thing and just the fact that he's goofy that he's like kind of pursuing acting in LA like I think we would get along really well so maybe maybe there's ill will with that but low-key I think the whole thing with JPJ and Tasha was way more one-sided. I feel like it was JPJ obsessed with Tasha and how beautiful she was. And Tasha like liked him and liked the attention, but I don't think those feelings were really reciprocated. They didn't come across that way. I liked Tasha um, on Colton's season. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I liked Tasha a lot. I liked her on Bachelor in Paradise. I agree with you. She's not a big personality, Um, but I think what I like about The Bachelorette especially is like, I watch for the boys. Like, I feel like the boys are the ones that end up having the personalities. They make it fun to watch. It's the same thing with The Bachelor. Obviously, Peter taught us that you can be so bad at being The Bachelor that you ruin <laughs> the entire show, but it's hard to do. Peter is very talented, managed to pull it off, but Colton didn't. His season was still decent. Ari's season was still decent, right? So it yeah. is possible to be like a regular personality and still make a good yeah. I don't know. I think, no, I think so. And I think you're right that the contestants always are the ones that make or break a season. I will, I would like to amend part of my statement because I just Googled how old Tasha is and she's actually 30. I didn't know that. I thought she was like 25. Um, I don't know. She's from what I've seen of her, she still seems kind of like a young 30 and more into kind of like the social scene in LA and and doing those things and that's fine. So I still stand by the fact that I don't think she's ready, but she is older than I thought she was. 
going to be very interesting is I think Claire and Tasha are obviously very different and are going to mm -hmm. be into very different types of guys. So I think it's going to be very cool to watch, especially if they keep the same guys on or even bring people back. People who were ahead or in the lead, now you got to start all right. over. Right. And is Tasha going to be as into you as Claire was? Because they're going to have different types. So I think and that's kind of cool. are they going to be as into Tasha as they were into Claire? Because I really thought they were going to get all of this done in like the first episode and we were going to end this episode with Tasha as our bachelorette. Obviously that's not the case. Obviously they're going to keep Claire here for a while and clearly this goes on for a couple more weeks. So I think a lot of these guys may have actually developed genuine feelings for Claire and now it's like, oh, actually Tasha's is your potential new wife now. So yeah, it's going to be really, really interesting. I totally agree. All right, are you ready for my second hottest take? Yes. Okay, so for my second hottest take, I'm just going to give you some people that I really enjoyed and some people that I really absolutely did not enjoy at all. Okay. Um, some people that I absolutely did not enjoy at all, first and foremost, Straight Jacket Jay. I feel like that was borderline offensive to the mental, to the mental mm. um, asylum community. Like, what is that about? He wore the straight jacket the entire time. Nobody is making you keep that straight jacket on. You look ridiculous. You already looked ridiculous. I hated it. I hated it. I hated it so much. Also, like, what even was the joke when he first came out? Like, quarantine made thing? him quarantine made him crazy. Guess what, Jay? Uh, quarantine has made a lot of us struggle with mental health. Is that funny to you? I don't yeah. think so. I'm glad. Yeah, I do him. not stand for mental health jokes or using words to describe mental health in ways that are like not the actual like diagnosis of yeah. Anyway, <laughs> off my soapbox, but okay. we could, I, we, you know, we could go on and on, but did not like him. Um, I felt like Tyler C air quotes, mm -hmm. um, was really trying to like pull off the West Virginia charm Southern thing. Obviously he got sent home. It felt a little bit fake and forced to me. I did not love him. Um, AJ, that was the one in the maroon suit who said he gave terrible first impressions and then proceeded to give a terrible first impression. <laughs> Self-fulfilling prophecy right there. Don't know why that was, <laughs> sir, you did not need to do that. So <laughs> the people that I were watching with were calling him eyebrow Ed, you know, exactly who I'm talking about, Ed with the eyebrows, um, and the bubble. I was just thinking like that thing was probably really expensive. Yeah. So that was a big investment for the bubble. <laughs> I don't know how he felt about that. And then finally, another horrible one, Zach J, who really didn't get a lot of screen time, but was on my team. So I was paying close attention to him with the fart ring box that like farted. Oh, I hate that. Hated, hated, hated it. Why? Just why, Zach J? Why? I, it was, I, I just, like, ugh. I, first off, I don't really enjoy like fart poop humor. I don't think that, I think that's like very lazy comedy. I don't really, what's the joke here? Good one. But yeah, that was like, disgusting to me like who how are you you're gonna win a girl over by like kneeling and having a little fart in their face like i, <laughs> I don't get it i it, it I, if there was a joke in it i missed it like i clearly did not understand what it was at first i also yeah. didn't understand i keep saying his name the wrong name i keep calling him jordan but i think it's jason the blonde one who used to be a football player he was did the pregnant thing and i was like what is he oh. doing i I forgot that that's what Claire did for Juan Pablo season. So that was actually a good one, except for how is somebody who did that in Juan Pablo season now our bachelorette? Yeah, I mean, I thought, well, I actually, I, obviously, like I said, I didn't see Juan Pablo season, so I didn't know what that was, but I was watching with my sister Lauren, and she then told me that. I don't know, I think it's like a, I think it's a funny intro. Like, I, I didn't know that that was something Claire did, but I think it's 
good. <laughs> it was weird and funny. So it was fine. So those were to me the worst. And then obviously I have like a lot of people that I liked. Do you want me to tell you those? Sure. Okay. Well, I'm loving Brendan B. Money from Boston because in his bio, he loves true crime. And so do I, Brendan. So let's talk <laughs> about it. But not really because I think my boyfriend would be upset. I also like <laughs> Zach Speed because he is from NJ from Haddonfield. What up? Ooh. And when he got when he got out of the limo, he said, Sup, Claire, which is the most New Jersey thing that you could do, I think. Yeah, but I don't know if that's like a good a good thing about New Jersey or a bad thing about New Jersey, but I mean, like, it was different. I liked it. I think he has a kind face. Um, oh, great. So, I liked, so I liked him. I loved Easy. He has an amazing energy. His finger guns. Fabulous. Loved it so much. Um, he was the one in the salmon jacket who jumped through the sign. He also played football. Um, the only problem I had with Easy, and I hope that Easy hears this. Easy, why would you ever complain about somebody bringing snacks to a party? He was upset yeah. that people brought snacks. And I just don't understand that mentality. You will never, ever hear me complain about snacks. No, nor should anyone. Like, it's not a party without snacks. Otherwise, you're just, like, sitting around drinking. But with snacks and drinking, it's, it's hors d'oeuvres. It's a cocktail hour, you know? So those are, I, I feel like that was a very weird take. But I just had a bunch of notes about the entrances, and I wanted to get the worst and some people that I liked that maybe be, that might be a little underrated. I feel like I called out some people that maybe no one was noticing. No, I think those were all very good, valid points. People to watch, you know what I mean? I am always so overwhelmed by night one that I feel like I just cannot get my bearings on who people are until at least week two. Um, so it's good to have some reminders of, you know, the standouts who will just be personalities from the season rather than matches for our Bachelorette. Genuinely, I felt like finding people to put on my team really helped me then recognize the people as I saw them. I felt like I learned to cast more. It's the first time I've ever actually read everybody's bio. I so still didn't helped. do that. Yeah. No, I, I don't really read the bios. I probably should. Cause the one you sent me about, who was it? Matt? Who said, who said the thing about Mike? Game of Thrones? Oh yeah. Mike, He's Mike, Mike. Slide into those DMs. He's already sent home. Oh, amazing. So Mike hit me up. I also absolutely despise season eight of Game of Thrones. So let's talk about it. Cool. I'll tag him in this. Uh, I'll make a little preview thing to post on Instagram and I'll tag him. Was he cute? I don't remember. Yeah, he was the one that had like the kind of like the curly hair and he had a beard, which I feel like he could have probably shaved his face, but he had like a beard, not the longer beard. That's Blake. I feel like I'm really getting the names like pretty quickly. Yeah, you are. Um, yeah. But he had like kind of like a, like the scruff and like curlier hair. Okay. I'll, I'll look him up after this. Okay. So here is my hottest take. And quite frankly, this is a couple takes in one segment because I'm not exactly sure what I believe yet, but I just think something is sketchy here and it needs to be investigated. So I thought I could have sworn I was on the Reddit page while the episode was happening, trying to find the post or find other people posting about it confused. I could have sworn, would have bet my life on it, that they filmed night one in the mansion in LA before the shutdown. Was that not true? I thought I read this on Reddit. I don't know if it's true or not, but I think they did. Because also, too, so some of the guys, at, at the very least, they were all in L.A. and then got sent home. Because one guy literally said that in his intro package. Like, oh, we were, we got sent home and now we're coming back. So, like, they were there. They were starting something. I really could have sworn I saw on the Reddit page that they had actually filmed all of night one. Dale got the first impression, Rose, and then they got sent home. 
Um, and that's what led to kind of this issue because Claire then now saw all of her guys and could talk to all of them. Hence why she had such strong feelings for Dale once they met again in Palm Springs. So I don't know if night one in the mansion happened or not, but I low-key think it did and they're just not saying it. And they were like, all right, like scrap that. I think it's just a better story if we ignore that and pretend like we're starting from night one in Palm Springs. But okay, even if that's the case, and they actually are starting from night one in Palm Springs, there's no way in hell that Claire was not talking to several of her guys, especially Dale. Like, I feel like I was very confused when she said, oh, there's like weird rules. And so that, who was that one guy? I don't remember his name, but he, she made a whole thing about him him being the only one who slid into her DMs. I do not believe that. And I don't believe that she... And maybe, like, he was the only one who reached out to her, but I don't believe that she didn't reach out to other ones. Like, how could... We were all in a global pandemic, so fucking lonely in our own houses. Like, how could she not be reaching out to her guys? She had her phone on her computer the whole time. Like, she, at the very least, like, could see them and make opinions about them before... I think she was talking to Dale... This, I think, first off, they had night one and she, like, actually met all of them and then they're they're just scrapping that and redoing it. But I also think she has been talking to Dale, if not has already met Dale, during all of quarantine. And that's why the reaction was so strong because it was like, oh, like, I still feel the same way as I did. Like, I was really hopeful for this. We were talking. Like, you know when you're talking to someone or even if you have met up a couple times, but it's like, you don't know if you'll feel the same when, like, the time is right to actually do it. And I think that's why the reaction was so heavy because there was so much buildup before. So I just think we're being lied to in so many ways. I'm not sure exactly how we're being lied to. Like, I don't know if they had night one at the very least. I know they were all in LA and then flew back, but they're not acknowledging that or acknowledging how that's definitely part of the story. How at the very least Claire in quarantine could see all of her guys online and like look at them even if she wasn't allowed to talk to them but I don't believe that she wasn't allowed to talk to them but even so like that's part of the story here and so now she already has preconceived notions about these guys before coming into Palm Springs and then the fact that they're not addressing it at all makes me think that there's like more that happened there that they're just trying to like sweep under the rug for simplicity's case okay I'm done talking now but that's my take it's not really even a take. I feel like I just rambled, but I feel very deeply that something is not right in what they are telling us because it doesn't add up. It does not add up. Okay. That was a very big take. I, I haven't read Reddit at all, so I don't know. I have no idea about the validity of whether or not they had filmed the first night. Like, I can't confirm nor deny. Mm -hmm. Everything you're saying, I totally think could be plausible. I wonder if her saying to Blake, like, oh, you know, the rules and you, you reached out to me and it really meant a lot. Like, I wonder if that's them trying to squash people thinking this. Maybe right. it did happen and they're trying to be like, okay, just go say that to him and then people won't think this. I felt like I went into this obviously reading a little bit about like Dale and knowing that he was a front runner, just even in the trailers, you can tell, like, I mean, she said as soon as she meets him, like, oh, I just met my future husband. I was expecting some amazing something, right? Like if, if, if you're going to be like, this is it. And I met the person, like I'm expecting there to be just like this beautiful, I have seen so much better chemistry on so many other night ones. Like I don't, I don't get it. I'm not getting it. Sure. Dale is very good looking. 
he was nice to her. I mean, I think he's a little fake. He definitely strikes me as fake and in it for the clout. Like, I don't think he's here for the right reasons, personally. But he, it just like, like, what, what conversation did you two have that made you like love him? Because he was like asking the her conversations about her mom. before in her DMs. <laughs> like he was, it he has was to asking, be. Yeah, he was asking about her mom and like had already knew about her mom. And I mean, I didn't really do that much research on Claire, but like I just feel like he really intimately knew details about her, and she seemed to kind of know a little bit about him. And I don't know. I just was like, what conversation did she have with him that made her be like, oh my God? Or was it really just he stepped out of the limo, he was really tall and good looking, and she was like, I'm attracted to this? Because then that's lust, Claire. That's not love. That's lust. Right. No, but I think in your, what you first said, like, I think then you're validating my theory that there is something more here. Because also, too, when did they start filming in Palm Springs? Was it, what month are we in now? It's October 13th. It was like August or September, right? When they started doing that. Should we Google it? <laughs> Let's start filming. Not when it will premiere. Because, okay, I, we'll find out in a minute. Stay tuned. But it was obviously, it was around like August or September or something. But I feel like people were talking about Dale being a front runner way before that, like over the summer and in the spring. And why would they be talking about him being a front runner if they didn't already have night one and he already got the first impression rose? I, I mean, I think we have to do some research on when the filming started and maybe we'll get yeah. back to the, the listeners next week about that. But it seems fishy. Right? Because like at the very least, people didn't start talking about Dale just in August and September. They were talking about him this whole time. And if the truth is that she had not had any contact with any of these guys until August or September, why are people talking about Dale? There's nothing particularly stand about about him versus the rest of the guys. They're all good looking and smiley. Yeah, agreed. I just could have wow. sworn I read that on the red. I, I'm going to have to do a deep dive after this and find the post, but I could have sworn they said they started filming. We'll get back to you guys, listeners. I'm going to get into, put on my Nancy Drew cap and get ready to investigate this conspiracy against the American people. God. Oh God. Well, speaking of the American people, that leads perfectly <laughs> into my hottest take, which is that, um, the producers of The Bachelor handled the COVID-19 pandemic far better than our American government has. Mm. Um, it, it, I genuinely do think that they, they really did a good job of quarantining and clearly they tested everyone. And don't you think that like we as the American people have been robbed of having Chris Harrison show up to your door each time you get a COVID test and say, hold on, I wrote down the exact quote, <laughs> Claire, I have your final test results. I mean, why is no one knocking on my door and saying, Erin, I have your final test results. You are negative, right? Like, what is that? They should at least like record his voice and like that should be who calls you. Like, I just think that there's an opportunity mm -hmm. missed there. But totally, seriously, like totally. a lot of people have been really struggling. This has been a hard time for a lot of people and it has been messed up in so many ways. And if the freaking bachelorette can get their act together to pull this off, don't you think that things could be a little better by now. Yes, I deeply feel that way. Also too, when they were giving all the results, I was like, oh my God, someone's going to be negative. Someone's going to be negative. Like that's going to be the drama, but no one was. So guess what guys? Quarantining, social distancing, testing. It works. You heard it here first from the Bachelor Blab podcast. We solved the pandemic, people. Wash your hands and wear a mask and social distance. It really works. It mm -hmm. is not leftist propaganda. I promise you.
And here's the thing, one more thing, and then we can move on. Even if it was leftist propaganda, and the coronavirus is literally fake, which I firmly do not believe. I want that to be very clear. I'm not saying that. The worst thing you did was literally wear a silly piece of fabric on your face. Like, no one's telling you to, like, insert a microchip into your arm. That's next when they give the vaccine. <laughs> Just kidding. I, I believe in science. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I'll probably have to edit part of this, but you know what I mean, people. We said we'd give hot takes, so yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, should we, now to bring it back to some classic Bachelor Blab content, Erin, would you like to do the honors? I would love to. Do, 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 Rose and Thorn. How was my pitch? <laughs> Terrible. That's how we do it. But I saved me what singing like. for real performances. I got you on the blab. Okay. Rose and Thorn. I have, I feel like I have mine. Okay. Do you want, do you want me to go? No, go ahead. I don't have mine. So thinking. What, what should I start with? Whichever one you want. Okay. I'm going to give my Thorn to Straight Jacket J. It was not a good choice. It was not a good look. I didn't think it was funny. And mostly it just made me feel uncomfortable the whole time. And I'm going to give my rose to Caitlin Bristow on Dancing with the Stars because she's absolutely crushing it and she's being overshadowed. So shout out to you, Caitlin. That is a good one. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like no one is paying attention to her. And it's such a shame because I feel like we already had Hannah on Dancing with the Stars. So it's like, oh, we already, we just had a bachelorette on Dancing with the Stars. I kind of don't care even though I love Caitlyn and she's actually good right isn't she better than like she's actually a trained dancer so she's better than Hannah so I do not watch Dancing with the Stars it's just never been my show but I watched some of the dances with Hannah and I have actually legitimately sat through some episodes for Caitlyn Bristow I she's she's actually a really good dancer she hurt her foot um like pretty badly well not really really badly but she did hurt her foot like she had to get an MRI there was like all this stuff and she still danced like she's still making it through um, she's really fun to watch. She's really fun to watch and she's doing a great job and you can just see this is her dream. Like this is what she wanted to do. The producers ruined it for her after her season um, and shut it down and she couldn't do it for BS reasons. And she's kind of like getting her time and it, it's just like it's so nice to see how genuinely appreciative she is to have the opportunity to be on the show and to dance and to like do this thing that she loves to do. So it's really great. So if you Aww. are not loving Claire season or don't like the drama, just tune into Dancing with Stars with Caitlin because she's crushing it and it's wow. heartwarming. Wow, yeah. now I need to watch Dancing with the Stars, I guess. I never watch it. Like, it's not my thing, but I might need to commit. I'll at the very least commit to watching like YouTube videos of the dances so that she gets some views there. Darn, yours were so good. All right. I feel like yours you are always edit. so, yours are always you so can- thought out and mine are just like thrown together at the last second. You can edit and then make mine last. Okay, maybe I will do that. <laughs> just like okay. the producers do with the limo exit. I'm just going to keep it like very, actually, no, I feel like that would be not right to do. We haven't even seen her yet. I was like, let me give my thorn to Tasha. I was like, I haven't even, I'm making all these judgments about her. I have not even seen how she's going to perform on this show. Like I saw her last, like what, three years ago on whatever. Okay. Um. Okay, my thorn goes to... 
the people in the editing room of this show because there is something they are not telling us. And I quite frankly think this is not the first time they've done this. Remember we discussed this on Peter's season with the whole breakup with Hannah Ann. It was really choppy. There was a lot not really making sense, not really adding up. When did Kelly come into the picture? When did Madison come into the picture? And I feel like they've gotten into this habit now of like really doing choppy editing to like protect their leads and to protect people. And that is not the point of the show. The point of the show, I don't know, you, it's a reality show. And sometimes reality is not always like this clean cut narrative. And I would like to see all of it. And I think they're like doing a disservice to the viewer because it's like, I think we're all smarter than that. We all pick up on this shit and we watch this stuff so carefully. So for you to like pull this and think people at the very least are not going to ask questions that you need to explicitly answer, I think is offensive. And basically what you're saying, so basically what you're saying is like, don't insult our intelligence, Derek. Yes, that is exactly what I'm saying. Thank you so much for bringing that quote back into my life. Oh, I really miss The Bachelor and I'm, you know what? My rose (laughs) goes to The Bachelor franchise for creating a season that I really feel is going to be good for all the right reasons. Like we have not only do we have like a lot of drama and like we said, like, I think there's going to be a lot of issues with the switch between Claire and Tasha and how the guys feel about both of them. Like, I know there's going to be a lot of drama. This has never been done before. So that in itself is crazy, but we also have a strong lead who's genuinely looking for a relationship. You know, I was talking shit about Tasha before, but she is 30 years old. You know, she could also be looking for a relationship. And I think the guys seem to be calibers above the contestants that we have had the past couple seasons. So I really feel optimistic that they heard us, they listened, because Bachelor was very almost canceled. I feel like people were really kind of losing it, but I really think they heard us and they are bringing it back with this season. And I'm excited. I'm excited to just like just do what I love and that's watch The Bachelor. Yeah. On this podcast called Bachelor Lab, which you know, because you just listened to it. Make sure you subscribe to us and follow the Bachelor Lab Instagram at Bachelor Lab. I'm going to try to do better this season about trying to put the episode out faster so that I have more time to then put together like little funny pieces of content and clips and stuff. So definitely follow the Instagram at Bachelor Lab. Follow me on Instagram at Jackie Maroney underscore. And unfortunately, don't follow Erin on Instagram because she is a public school teacher, <laughs> but you can follow the reading Instagram. If you want to get book reviews, which is unrelated to The Bachelor, but if you happen to love The Bachelor and also love reading, follow me at McNotReading for some great book reviews. Mm-hmm. It's a wonderful, it's a wonderful page, guys. I take book reviews from Erin all of the time because she reads so many of them. I feel like every single book that I like kind of hear about through the grapevine, you're like, oh yeah, read it. And you can uh, tell me if it was worth reading or not. And it's very valuable, people. Here to save your time. Don't waste your time on bad books. Life's too short. I know. Don't Um, waste your time on bad books or bad seasons of The Bachelor. Wow. I think that's the outro. I have nothing else that can top that. So thank you guys so much for listening. We will see you next week. And is there like a catchphrase we should have or something? Wait, I wrote one down. Oh no. Somebody somebody on the episode said, oh, it was Claire. Um, Whether you're here for a reason, a season, or a lifetime, thanks for listening.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.